My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. That time of the morning, uh, that we welcome our guest, our Get Up and Go guest, uh, people who are movers and shakers. In the world we live in South Africa. Some people say South Africa, eh? <laughs> Mr. Jack Bloom, good morning this morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good to be with you. Thank you. Please pardon the voice. Uh, I'm getting a service. I'll remove the pistons, replace the oil. I'll sound better because now I sound like a tractor. Yes, well, <laughs> it is early in the morning. <laughs> hey, and the flu, because everybody has got flu. Every second person you meet is sniffling and quaking and coughing and sneezing. Hey, it's madness. Yeah, it's also the coldest day of the year, I think, but anyway. How, how would one cope with a cold like the, a day like this, Mr. Blum? Well, you know, obviously, hopefully if you're privileged enough to, to be in a warm house, uh, many people aren't, but uh, uh, you just have to prepare for it, you know. I mean, it's uh, we're not used to winter in, in South Africa, as you know. Uh, that's why a lot of people don't even have heaters, and uh, we're always shocked when it gets ultra cold because we think we're a, you know, we're, we're a country which doesn't have a winter, but we do have a winter, and we're not prepared for it. I know lots of people who come here from overseas, and our winter, winter is really very mild compared to, to what they have overseas, but they're shocked at how cold it is here because we don't heat our homes properly, our offices are not properly heated, and, and we're just not geared up for the cold. For the cold. You know, I was very surprised to learn that, uh, you know, hospitals give you the heebie-jeebies. I was really, really surprised. Is that true? Well, yeah, I mean, why are you saying that? Is that I've been a health spokesperson for the DA for 25 years. Yes. You know, I was first elected to the Gauteng Legislature in 1994. It's amazing to think that I'm the only member of the legislature that is still there. Yeah. Uh, you know, those were, were wonderful days in 1994, the New South Africa. It was all very exciting. And, and my background isn't health, uh, although I did do a, a, a BA honours degree in, in psychology, but it was mostly industrial psychology. And then I decided to do a master business administration. But, uh, you know, I got elected to the Gauteng Legislature in 1994, uh, there were only five of us. It was the Democratic Party at that stage. And uh, they were handing out portfolios, and I was given health. And I said, you know, I don't particularly like doctors or, or hospitals. <laughs> and, you know, personally, I try to keep away from doctors. You know, hospitals are where sick people are. You know, I find them quite depressing, to be honest. Uh, but anyway, I was given health, and I thought, well, I'll have to study up in it. So. I went to see a professor of, of health at uh, Wits University, and I said to him, uh, very basically, because he was talking about primary health care, I said, uh, Professor, what is primary health care? <laughs> yeah. And he, he had to explain it to me, and he said as follows. He said that, uh, look, if somebody comes to you with a backache, he said, it could be cancer, as bad as that, or it could be as minor as a, as a muscle ache. And he said, well... Uh, that's what a doctor has to determine. He says they're the gatekeepers to the whole system. So if you just need, uh, you know, cream, that's fine. If it's something more serious, the doctor refer you to a hospital. So um, that that was my first lesson in in primary health care, and I've always remembered it. That doctors are very important to have doctors at clinics, 
who can uh, direct the patient to, to higher levels of care. So that's how I got to be uh, in the health field. I think it's very ironic, actually. <laughs> I, I just found it interesting. I, I like the idea that, you know, after being appointed, you actually went to learn. I, I wonder if uh, that's what happens across the board when people are, are given portfolios they're not familiar with. Well, I, I hope it is. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to rely on, on, on staff or, or uh, what other people do for me. You know, I've always been get up and go. In fact, going back 25 years, it really was uh, an amazing time. Um, I was the one who pioneered hospital visits. You know, hospitals were, were closed to the media. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't just go there. And uh, um, anyway, uh, I did my first uh, inspection of a hospital. I remembered well. It was actually the old Telstrate Hospital, uh, which was quite a notorious hospital at that stage. And I went there and you know we walked around and. In fact, the CEO took me around at that stage, and it was quite a learning experience. Uh, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, you, you have to learn. Uh, you, know, you have to learn every day, actually. You know, I, I still have to keep up to date. You know, health is a very, very fast-changing field. So, you know, if you don't move, if you stay where you are and you don't move, I don't think you're going to get anywhere. Uh, true, very true. With all the challenges that are there, uh, lifestyle and otherwise, uh, there's a lot to deal with. No, no, absolutely. And, and you've talked about lifestyle. Well, I, I've come to the conclusion that uh, both personally and generally, prevention is better than cure, you know. So uh, one of the things while I'm talking to you, I'm walking around because I'm trying to get my steps up, you know. I don't know if you've got that app on your phone, which counts your number of steps. And, uh, you know, it's very important to be as active as possible. You know, why, why speak to you sitting down? I'm, I'm speaking to you walking around. But I also try to do 10,000 steps a day. You know, most South Africans only do between four and 5,000 steps. You should, you should measure yourself if you've got the, the app. You can probably download it on your phone. And uh, for health reasons, you don't want to get high blood pressure. You don't want to get all sorts of things. Uh, you know, so I, I really do my best to do... 10,000 steps a day at least and uh, while we speak I'm doing a, a couple of, uh, right now So you're suggesting I should do some walking and stop being lazy Well I'm not you personally, everybody <laughs> I think uh, it's very strange uh, but ever since that I, I, I talked to I set myself the target of doing 10,000 steps a day whereas yeah. previously if I went to a shopping centre I'd always try and park closest to the gate now, funnily enough, I park furthest from the gate. I, I think South Africans are not active enough. They they did a survey. They found that the average South African might only works walk something like three to four thousand steps a day. That works out to two kilometres. That, that's how much it is. Uh, whereas you should be doing something like seven kilometres, which is ten thousand steps a day. And and if you do that, I mean, you could prevent. Uh, uh, all sorts of things. It's just very, very, very healthy. And uh, our health system is, is very strained. It's got a lot of preventable illnesses. And I think uh, the future of healthcare is really prevention because I don't think you want to get to the stage where you end up in hospital. Yeah, no, not really. Hey, hospitals and me as well. Yeah, we have a very strained relationship, but yeah. Um, you you were talking about the cell phone. Somebody told me that uh, that's actually your office. Uh, yes, I do everything on my cell phone. In fact, uh, 
I've written two books on my cell phone. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I previously said a, 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 um, a palm top, you know, but uh, so that was okay. That wasn't a cell phone, but now the the latest cell phones, you can do anything. So uh, yes, it is. I, my, my cell phone is my portable office. Uh, I have written a book on it, and uh, I, I do my press statements. I do all my correspondence. I do all my emails. Um, it's it's uh, it's actually amazing because I think it it boosts one's productivity. But uh, yeah, it's very important for me to be in touch with with the community. I, I get people in hospitals telling me that things are going wrong. I get people phoning me for casualty queues. They want me to intervene. So it's uh, very important that I. I look at my cell phone and, and pick up uh, urgent appeals for help and then use my cell phone, whether it's an email or a phone call or, or WhatsApp. Um, I think we must use technology. And uh, I remember the early days, of course, where we didn't even have email. If you had to do a press statement, uh, you, you sent a fax. Yes. You just imagine, do people, do you still remember a fax machine? Hey. Um, you know, it was, uh, you, you had to, you know, print out a statement put it in the fax machine, it made a funny noise, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> and, uh, and and nowadays, uh, I just find, uh, and, and my cell phone, of course, uh, a source of, you know, as a politician, one has to keep in touch with, uh, with what's happening, so Twitter is amazing um, as a source of information, um, but of course, I'm very careful what I, what I post personally on my <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> If you've uh, got to be very careful in general about what, yes, what you post. Yes. But uh, I think it's probably better for people to be a follower than a poster on a, on Twitter. But there, it's just amazing that in real time, if one's interested in an event at the other end of the world, you could follow a YouTube video or you can follow it live. It's just cr- just, just amazing what technology should do. So, yes, my, my cell phone, I think, is an essential essential piece of equipment. I don't know what I'd do without it, actually. Um, But we must use technology. And I'd I'd hope they'd use technology in the health field as well because, uh, you know, the days of, uh, you know, open-heart surgery, now they've replaced it. They can can do it uh, with keyhole surgery, you know, roll it on. I think it's... uh, you know, the 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 more less intrusive surgery you can do, the better. The, yeah. the more pain you can reduce. Uh, let's use technology. True, true. In terms of you being in the same portfolio for for this long, and it doesn't look like the various people or the many people that have either reported something to you, shared something with you, uh, wouldn't have you in any other portfolio but this one. How does that feel? How did you get it right? Well, uh, I suppose uh, people come to know me in this field. They've got my cell number, and uh, I give out my cell number very freely. I give out my, my email very freely. Uh, I think it's just very important to, to be in touch with people, that people know who you are, they come to you with their problems, and uh, I try my best to, to solve them. And, and, and you know, uh, hospitals and health are, can be very tragic, uh, I, I get People send me terrible pictures, actually. They say, this is what's happening. Somebody's had their you know, foot amputated and it's gone gangrenous. I mean, sorry to say this at this hour of the morning. And they send me a picture. You know, it uh, can be quite heartrending, I, I must say. But 
um, absolutely, uh, I think uh, one must be in touch uh, with the people. I, I firmly believe that one's got to be available. I mean, obviously you have to sleep a certain <laughs> a number of hours in the day. Uh, I'm not normally up as early as this, but I do get up uh, pretty early and uh, look at my correspondence. And, and WhatsApp's very important. Uh, I think it's a very, it seems to me as a, as a channel of communication, uh, lots of people prefer to use WhatsApp. And yes. uh, I sometimes get very urgent messages on, on WhatsApp, and I would send it to a, a hospital uh, CEO and tell the person, uh, please, please assist urgent, you know. Uh, I did one one like that yesterday. I was told by one of my colleagues that somebody had been shot and was at Sever King Hospital and nobody was uh, attending to the person. So I, uh, I quickly got hold of the CEO's office and, and they were attended. So I, I always worry that uh, that if I haven't seen the message on my cell phone, uh, something bad could happen to someone. Mm. You, are, are you still a great believer in luck that is coupled with hard work? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the harder you work, the more luck you seem to have. <laughs> I think uh, you've, you, you've really... I, I think that um, it was uh, Gary Player used to say that phrase, and, and other people have used it uh, before. I, I think that uh, you, the harder you work, I think the more good things happen to you, because you, you, you're preparing the ground. Yeah, you create more luck by working hard. Yes, yes, definitely. But uh, I think that's a good lesson in life. And one must work with purpose. I think uh, one, you know, one must decide what, what are your goals in life and mm. what do you want to achieve. And um, I, I find it very satisfying to, to help people, although I do have some very distressing you know, stories that uh, I think really get to me. Uh, people, people write me long emails about experiences in mm. hospitals and and, um, you know, what can be done and what should be done and, and, and their disappointments. And uh, I try to, to, to get something done about it. Have you been able to address uh, or to confront uh, your fear of heights? My fear of heights? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, you have to do it. Uh, I don't like uh, lifts, you know. I've always had a fear of, of lifts, so... Uh, also helps with getting my my uh, walking target up, so uh, I, I do prefer to to walk up and down the, uh, in a building by myself and not get into a lift. Uh, at the Gauteng Legislature, which is uh, my office on the third floor, I always walk up and down, and, and uh, I, I just have this fear of getting stuck in a lift. Uh, it's a confined space. And, Oh, well, if one has to, one has to. And, of course, if you have to fly somewhere. But I don't go out of my way to, to be at any any height. Yeah, as I tell you, lifts as well. When it gets stuck, it gets very warm in there. Did you see that uh, incident, uh, terrible incident in, in Johannesburg, Daunton in Johannesburg, where uh, a lady was killed in the lift and, yes. and someone survived it? Uh, they got in the lift and it rocketed upward and hit the roof and... And the person who survived crawled out and, and was hanging there for 20 minutes. Uh, it's just just shocking to even think that uh, something as simple as a lift could, could be hazardous. Uh, yeah. Look, of course, uh, it's like flying, as they say. Statistically, it's, uh, it's safer than driving, but still one, one has. I think one has that fear when something's out of your control. You're in this, uh, you know, this metal box. What can you do if it gets stuck? 
the same with the plane. It's a metal tube and you're hurtling through the air. Uh, you're helpless. Uh, but statistically, as they say, it's much, much safer than driving. Yeah. What, what, what keeps you going, given the, the kind of tough work that you do? Well, it's, uh, I think it is a sense of duty. Um, I think uh, one gets into politics because you, you actually want to change the world, and that's how you start off with um, and make things better. And uh, unfortunately, then reality sets in, and you find that uh, you can only make small differences. But those small differences can be big in, 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 in one person's life. And I think that's a, uh, you accumulate uh, small differences, and finally you get a big difference. So uh, I think one just plows away. I think that... Uh, uh, as I said, it uh, it was not my choice to to end up in in the health portfolio. That yeah. just happened, <laughs> which, uh, as I said, I've always found I've always found ironic. But uh, it's also been very rewarding because you're you're dealing with with people's lives and people's health, and uh, and uh, occasionally people get back to me and they say, "No, thank you very much. It's, uh, you helped me, and it was uh, very important." Or I've managed to. To, to change something, and, and I do should mention something that, that I think I did make a change in, was the Life of Sid and Eddie yes, tragedy, yes, I, which, yeah. um, uh, you know, that was that was too terrible for words, but uh, I, I was the one that asked the questions of the Fouting Legislature, and then the whole terrible events came out, and uh, I, I sort of uh, think that uh, I did something there, hopefully. Yes. Uh, and the continued tragedy, which is, of course, that uh, there's still 15 missing people, and uh, I'm going to keep pushing until we find them or find out what happened to 15 people after two and a half years. Can you believe it? Uh, we still don't know where 15 mental health patients from life is said many are. Yeah, and also the payments that were awarded if uh, they're being affected as well. Well, in fact, uh, that's uh, one of the questions I was going to write today to the Premier. <laughs> Ironically, I was thinking about it because I have been contacted by some claimants and they tell me they haven't been paid. And um, it's, uh, look, money can't compensate for for, for the pain and suffering that mm. occurred, but uh, nevertheless, that, that that's that what was justice requires uh, at least some sort of recompense and, and my information is that not everybody's been paid so I'll be taking that up, that up in the Fountain Legislature as well Fantastic stuff uh, What are you working on? I'm, I'm told you're working on uh, another degree Is that true? Oh uh, yes, yes um, I'm, I'm working on a, an, a doctorate uh, in philosophy in, no, it's actually it's a DPhil, it's a PhD in uh, theology at UNISA. Uh, it's actually ancient Jewish history. I'm, I'm doing a, a, a study on the kings before King Herod. They were known as the, Macca as the Maccabeans. Have you heard of Judah Maccabee? Uh, a little bit. Judah Maccabee, uh, he led an independence revolution in uh, ancient Judea and uh, founded a whole dynasty of kings called the Hasmoneans. And they were the kings right up until King Herod. Uh, so it takes you biblical period, and uh, it's about a hundred-year period of uh, of ancient Jewish kings. And it's a very interesting period in Jewish history. And I've enrolled in a on a doctorate, and 
I hope to finish it within two to three years. It's very ironic because people phone me and they think I'm already a medical doctor. So I get lots of calls. People say, hello, Dr. Bloom. Uh, so maybe I will have a doctor attach my name to my name, but it will be a PhD rather than a, a medical degree. <laughs> you don't want to handle blood. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it could be Dr. Bloom, but uh, don't ask me to, to, to resuscitate you if the, yeah. if the worst happens. Oh, don't ask me to deal with a drip. It's not going to work. <laughs> I absolutely. Well, mm. what, what is your motto in life, uh, Mr. Bloom? Um, you know, it was uh, the ancient Jewish sage uh, Hillel the Elder who said 2,000 years ago, he, he had this phrase, he said, uh, if I'm not for myself, who's for me? But if I'm not for others, what am I? And I think uh, that's uh, always guided me through life. And he concluded it as follows, if not now, when? So, you know, if you're, if you're not for others, what are you? And uh, if not now, when? I think that's a very important thing that we, we act. We don't just think, we, we act. It's important to do things, and if it's good enough to do, then it's good enough to do sometime. Why not do it as soon as possible? So that's always, uh, always uh, motivated me in life. I think those are very wise words of, of a sage. Would you be able to spend a night in a shack this winter, or your plate is just full? Well, as you know, I did that uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, one night a month, uh, I shared uh, uh, a shack with a uh, family just to, to see what it was like and what I could do to help. And I did that for, for two and a half years. I uh, wrote a book called 30 Nights uh, in a Shack. Uh, I hope I, I did do something to improve the lives of people in informal settlements. And you're right, every time I past an informal settlement, uh, I think about what people have to have to suffer. And we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, cold winter's morning. And, and I said, well, you know, if you have got a nice warm home, be very grateful because I know that lots of people in shacks are, are shivering in the cold. Uh, I, I did spend a number of nights in very, very cold shacks uh, in, in the middle of winter. So, you know, I know what it's like, but uh, um, at least I could go home to a nice warm home. And, and there are, I must tell you, probably millions of people tonight, who, or the early this morning, millions of people who are freezing because this really is a cold day. Um, so I, I still have a soft spot in my in my heart for for uh, informal settlements, and I still raise the issues of informal settlements uh, in the Gauteng Legislature. I hope I've improved some people's lives that way. Wow. Mr. Bloom, I wish we had more time, but thank you ever so much for waking up so early to, to uh, really chat to us. I'm wishing you the best of luck with your studies, and uh, keep on keeping on. Ask all the questions so that uh, we can be better served as the people of Gauteng. Because so we look to various uh, leaders, leadership styles to really get the best service out of uh, our leadership. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we will chat again. And uh, we will yes, be watch, we'll be watching this space uh, to see if you get the answers. Yes, yes, uh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Fantastic. Have a fabulous day, sir. Thank you. That's uh, Mr. Jack Bloom, Shadow MEC for Health in Gauteng. He represents the DA. Jack Bloom, two minutes to five.
If it's your birthday today, happy birthday, many, many happy returns, sharing your birthday with uh, a young man who could have been a priest but changed his mind. Tom Cruise is 57 years old today. And uh, Mr. 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 WikiLeaks himself was uh, peeped to the title of uh, Person of the Year by Mark Zuckerberg in uh, 2010. Uh, Julian Assange, or Assange, if you will, is 48 years old today. Robert Brian Bobby Skinstead is 43 years old today. And, of course, Roland Schumann, remember him? He is uh, 39 years old today. Many, many happy returns. People still are grieved by the possible finding of people in Cape Town for being on the streets. They say, I saw this on the news, this is not fair, where will people go? If they're arrested, where will they get the money for bail when they live by the change from people? Government or the government or municipality of Cape Town should think this through. Bafana Bafana, I have qualified for the knockout stages of the AFCON for only the second time in the last nine editions of the tournament. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, boy. Nice note to end out the show, ne? Hey, Danke. Now I can have some tea. Hey, go see Tired of popping pills and all sorts of things trying to cope with this. Thank you for tuning in. That's our show. Zalma Tribi, Tavlum Papuri, Mr. Jack Bloom. And thanks to you for tuning in. Much appreciated. We'll do that again tomorrow, Wednesday. Anything can happen day. Oh, Thursday, yeah? Thursday, yes. Stand by. Oh, no, I'm really, I hope you're nice and warm, my sister. Warm, 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 because they go rough like a pile. Even the petroleum jelly doesn't stick to my face. It just disappears. Now, I'm really brings you the news. And uh, that kicks off uh, First Take SA with uh, Elvis Presley. Have a fabulous day. God bless.